welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us here on the Children of the Sun Radio Show and Podcast. A wide ranging exploration of positive energy. From a fifth dimensional metaphysical point of view. Broadcast from the turquoise waters of the Caribbean Sea. On WSTX AM 970 on St. Croix every Friday afternoon, 12.30 Atlantic Standard. I'm your host. My name is Ray Bratcher. I give sacred breath breathwork sessions here on St. Croix and around the world. And the purpose of this program is the same as the purpose of those breathwork sessions. To free your mind. You have to let it all go. Fear, doubt, disbelief. Free. So sit back, strap in, and get ready to listen to the sound of your heartbeat and explore the limits of the imagination here on Children of the Sun on WSTX AM 970 and podcasts everywhere. Hey, so welcome, welcome to Friday, December 1, 2023, the first day of December Beginning the countdown to the last day of 2023, getting ready for 2024. I guess we're all getting ready for festival, Christmas, getting ready for the weekend. So, hey, did you hear? Did you hear about that institution for the criminally insane? Um, the one where all the patients were cured without any kind, without any treatment, normal standard treatment. Um, it was an institution for the criminally insane in Hawaii, actually. And, um, you know, they were having a rough time because they, um, they only got the hard cases, the, the ones where there was very little hope that the person, the patient would get any better. So it was very demoralizing. So they had, you know, a high staff turnover. The therapists kept quitting because nothing they did helped or did anything, um, right? So the therapists kept kept quitting. The staff, the nurses, the orderlies, the receptionists, they 
kept quitting. It was just, uh, they were having a, a tough go of it. And they were in danger of losing their license because they didn't have a therapist on staff and to keep their license as a state institution for the criminally insane, uh, they needed to have a therapist on staff. Um, and so when I say these are the hard cases, you know, I, I'm talking about, um, you know, this is people who, uh, they committed murders, they committed rapes, they committed arsons because, you know, in some instances, they, they, they heard a voice in their head that said, this is God, I command you to kill that person. So they killed the person. So we're talking about, you know, criminally insane, people who were guilty of the most heinous crimes, not minor stuff, but they were judged to be um, uh, mentally insane. And so they put them in this state institution and they don't get better. So, and the institution needed a therapist to keep their license, so they advertised, and I don't think they got much of a response, but one, one man responded, and he said, I'll, I'll come to work for you. You can list me as your therapist so you can keep your license, but I'm, I'm not, I want to try something different. I'm not going to see any patients, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll come there um, to work, but I want to, I want to do something different. And so, um, you know, he would see the patients in the hallways. So he saw the patients, but he did not see them professionally. He didn't see them. They didn't come into his therapist office and lay down on his couch and he would give them therapy and try to make them better. You know, something which had not worked for the past umpty ump years. Right. So he was doing something different. Um, and uh, his name was Dr. Ahayalayakala Hugh Lin. So he was Hawaiian. This is in Hawaii. He was Hawaiian. And he was using an, 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 an ancient Hawaiian healing technique called Ho'oponopono. Um, ancient but modified. So um, Ho'oponopono is a... Um, uh, an ancient healing technique of the kahunas, the healers of Hawaii, the, nat the native shamanic uh, healers. Um, it began before Western contact with the Hawaiian Islands. And it, in, in back in the day, the way it was traditionally used was as a, a kind of group healing for, um, like if somebody had committed offense against his family or if someone had committed a, an offense against the village, they would meet the offender and the family or the village and they would do this Ho'oponopono ritual in order to bring about a healing of the situation. And the, the thought behind it is that the family, it's not just, this is not just like focusing on the offender and the healing of the offender because the thought behind it is if someone has um, given offense, done something wrong, if the family member or the village member has done something wrong, all of us, the family or the village, bears a collective responsibility because in some way we did not see the, the help that this person needed. We did not, we, um, we were not sensitive to, to um, 
how they were trying to let us know they were in trouble. And maybe we even um, were short or, or you know, uh, uh, unfriendly or even possibly uh, indifferent or even possibly cruel to the person in some way. And it brought about this. So we um, owe this person an apology. And so then the so they would work with the ritual in the group format and a lot you know in in early in the you know early uh, like 1920 there was a woman named Morna Simona Simeona um, and she was born in Honolulu um, born to her parents, who were both native Hawaiians, and her mother was one of the um, last recognized kahunalau kahia, or priest who heals with words. And Morna became um, a kahunalapa'au, a healer, and began in 1976 to kind of modify the traditional Hawaiian forgiveness and reconciliation process, it's called Ho'oponopono, um, to make it more fitting with the modern day. One thing that she recognized is she said, this doesn't have to be a group process. You can do this on your own because it has to do with how you, the person, the individual is perceiving things. Um, it was her her version of Ho'oponopono was also influenced by um, she, she had a Christian education, Protestant and Catholic, and she made philosophical studies about India, China, and Edgar Casey, and so um, putting all this together with the Hawaiian traditions that she was a recognized Kahuna practitioner of. And um, it, putting it together with praying to the divine creator, connecting problems with reincarnation and karma, brought about a, a, a different kind of problem-solving process that was self-help rather for the individual rather than the traditional Hawaiian group process. And... Um, uh, I mean, so she's a kahuna, daughter of a kahuna, and so even when the, the purists tried to tell her she's, you know, not supposed to do that, she just, yeah, okay. <laughs> and so um, um, it, it um, so she, and she began to teach this method of healing, and um, Dr. Hugh Lin was a therapist, but um, a psychotherapist in Hawaii, and he trained with her. He was guided to uh, seek out this new training, this new way of healing, and he learned her version of Ho'oponopono. And that is what he used at the Hawaii State Institution for the Criminally Insane. And so what he would do is he would go into work every day at the institution and go into his office and pull out the fi a file 
for one of the patients. And he would look through the file. He would read the file. He would read about the patient, about what they had done, you know, the heinous crime they had committed, what they had been diagnosed with in terms of their mental condition. And and he would um it wasn't so much that that people have have a, 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 a people mistakenly think that in that have heard this story they think in the process of doing the Ho'oponopono he's somehow working with the the patient and in a sense he was but how does this working with yourself work with someone else because um, we all create our own reality. And Ho'oponopono, when it's done as a self-healing, recognizes that. That's what makes it possible, Morna Simeona realized, that was what made it possible to be done individually and not as a group practice because really even when it's being done as a group practice it's working on the individual's own consciousness and the outer reality reflects your own consciousness so dr Hugh lin realized that if there was a criminally insane person that he's reading a file about that means there's a criminally insane person in his reality and somehow his consciousness was responsible or at least played a part in the creation of that criminally insane person. So this is like taking ultimate responsibility. If you are creating your own reality, then anything in your reality you had a hand in. You had a part in creating. So he would read these files and 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 he would notice the feelings that arose inside of his body as he was reading over what these people had done. Sometimes it would be um, anger, disgust sometimes, disgust, um, um, uh, sympathy, compassion, sorrow, um, bewilderment. He would have all these feelings that would arise within his own body as he was reading the file of the criminally insane person and what they had done. And as he saw it, that person existed in his reality because it was a mirror of the, the feelings that were arising in him as he read the file. And so the way to heal that person was to heal those feelings which were arising in him. And so um, he would study the file, note the feeling that was arising, and then the Ho'opono um, technique involves saying, in the, you know, when you do it with the group, everybody says it out loud. Um, when you're doing it in the individual method, you, you can say it out loud or within, but it's the, it's the same four phrases. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. 
I love you. So I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. So you can imagine the power, how powerful this would be in a group process, like somebody reconciling with their family members, and the family members all say to the offender, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And then the offender would say it back to the family members. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Or with the offender and the, the, the entire village. But he's doing this with um, by himself. He's alone in his office with the files. And he's saying these Ho'oponopono mantra until he feels peace within himself, until the feelings of disgust or anger or um, even sympathy and compassion, anything other than peace. He's saying these words and to the patient who is not in the room, he's only got the file, but he's thinking of the patient and he's thinking of the feelings that arose in him as a result of the patient and he is repeating, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because of the role I played because of the feelings inside of me which created a reality where you would do this heinous thing, where you would become mentally sick. Please forgive me. So he's expressing remorse but also asking for forgiveness. And on some soul level, this is communicating to the patient, right? And who isn't even in the room, and they're aware that someone is asking for their forgiveness. Thank you, which is an expression of gratitude. It's not just thank you for forgiving me. It's thank you for hearing me. Thank you for giving me the space to, to and the opportunity to process these feelings that are inside of me and had something to do with why you did what you did. Thank you for being here on earth. Thank you for your existence. Even though you did something very wrong, you're still a worthy child of the spirit. And I love you. Um, unconditional love. Love in spite of what they did. Unconditional love. Re repentance, I'm sorry. Asking for forgiveness, please forgive me. Thank you for gratitude. I love you. Unconditional love. And he would work with that, with the file of the patient in front of him, until he felt at peace within himself. When he would feel peaceful within himself, his work with that patient for the day was done. And he would move on to the next patient. So, what were the results? Um, after um, over the course of um, four years, the patients all healed and 
um, the staff who had been quitting or calling in sick all the time eventually loved coming to work. And so this, understandably enough, this kind of got some attention, got some notice, and uh, um, Dr. Joe Vitale heard about this and spent like two years looking for the man who had since moved to the United States. And for um, many, many years after that, um, Vitaly and uh, Dr. Hugh Lin would go around the country and the world teaching this technique of Ho'oponopono. And like I say, you know, all of these patients who had been given up on, um, got better. Um, after a few months, the patients who were handcuffed all the time were allowed to walk freely. Patients were taken off their medications and eventually even the hopeless cases were released back into society. Now I heard a rumor that this uh, state institution for the mentally insane eventually shut down because they had no more patients. I don't know if that's true. I wasn't able to verify that. It seems like um, there's always going to be new people, but maybe the Ho'oponopono technique that Dr. Hulin was using in Hawaii extended to the entire Hawaiian islands, and so it quit being a problem. I don't know. So I, uh, yeah, I better just leave that alone because I can't find out one way or the other. But what we do know is sitting only with the patient's file, doing the Ho'oponopono, um, gave miraculous results. And, um, far better than what they were getting when they were doing, you know, laying on the couch and talking to a therapist. Um, and so you can use Ho'oponopono in your own life. And you could, if you have like a situation that is bothering you, or a person who is bothering you, or any kind of problem area in your life, Understand, if something is manifesting in your external reality, it's a reflection of your own consciousness. Your consciousness is projecting that because partly because, you know, it thinks that's what you want, or at least your subconscious does. So like if, if you think people attack me all the time, that doesn't mean you want them to attack you all the time. It just means you think it's like uh, it becomes like a personal law for you or a core negative. You just believe and you think you're justified in believing because it seems to happen all the time. People keep attacking you. So you have you just think people attack me all the time. But on the, your subconscious thinks that its job is to give you what you think. It thinks that your rule for the universe is that people attack me all the time. And as an infinite creator, an aspect of the absolute that has infinite power, even though you may not know this, 
your subconscious is going to create for you the universe that you're telling it exists. You're saying people attack me all the time. So your subconscious is going to project for you a reality in which people attack you all the time. And that is coming from an, an incorrect belief and emotion within you. And the mantra of this Ho'oponopono technique, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, as you focus on this incorrect feeling that's arising within you. In other words, you could um, close your eyes and think of times when you were attacked with, you know, for no reason, no reason at all, no justification. Somebody just went off on you. Maybe it's like a tense conflict situation at work. So you think about the person who's giving you the problems at work. Have your eyes closed. Imagine the person. Imagine uh, uh, one, of, one of your experiences at work where this person was attacking you and it wasn't fair and it wasn't right and then maybe you got gave some back and it got all heated and so you you imagine that in your mind and you notice the feelings that arise within you because of this maybe it's fear maybe it's anger maybe it's just stress maybe it's like a uh, a contracted feeling maybe in your stomach and your stomach gets all tight and you place your awareness on those feelings as you're imagining the scene in your workplace. Take three deep breaths. Your eyes are closed. Take three deep breaths in and out through your nose. And then say um, inside yourself, mentally, quietly to yourself, um, I'm sorry. And when you're saying I'm sorry, realize that you are saying I'm sorry to the person that you're having the problem with or that's having a problem with you. It's a problem for you. You're saying I'm sorry to yourself. You're saying I'm sorry to these feelings that are arising within you. You're saying I'm sorry to your subconscious. Please forgive me. You're asking for forgiveness from all of these. And you, you can pause a little bit here to try to feel the forgiveness. And then next is thank you. Thank you for hearing me out. Thank you for considering what I'm saying. Thank you for um, your, like your subconscious mind. Thank you for trying to do what you thought I wanted. To your body, thank you for having these feelings to show me where I'm screwing up. Be, you know, gratitude. Even when, thank you to the person, um, not only just for forgiving you and hearing you out with your uh 
um, apology, but even thank you for acting like a jerk so that I could find out about these feelings that are inside me that would never have, I would never have known about if it wasn't for you. There's always something to be grateful for. Every situation like this that seems like a problem is, is actually a golden key in your outer world showing you something in your inner world that's holding you back. And how do you heal it if you don't even know it's there? So thank you. And then I love you. Not only I love you, the person giving me the hard time at work, I love you, meaning yourself. You love yourself. You love your body. You love your subconscious mind. You even love these bad feelings that don't feel so good coming up in your body because they're only there to deliver a message. If you, if you take them as something bad and you try to ignore them, that, you know, you're suppressing them. They're still there. You're just pushing them down, stuffing it down, and it never gets healed. And you're, they're trying to give you a message and you're refusing to listen. And instead you're ignoring them and stuffing them down in your body and your body just gets tighter and tense and full of stress and the flow of the life force energy through your body gets cut down to where it's practically just a dribble and anything in that area starts to get diseased. And that's like the beginning of all disease. It starts on an energetic level from this kind of thing. And that's what we do with the breath work is we, we, we push life force energy. We ramp it up so that it moves through you at a super strong um, level. And it finds all of these places deep down that you've stuffed the, the negative energy into. And it, 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 it lets that energy surface so that it can deliver its message and then integrates it into your overall body because that energy is your energy it's your life force energy and you've made it wrong you've stuffed it down in your body and cut it away from you so now you don't have access to that energy anymore so you gradually just keep doing this people do this year after year till finally you know basically um it most people pass away somewhere you know 70 80 90 because that's how long it takes the average human being to cut their energy down until there's nothing left or not enough left to sustain life so you breathe in the the life force energy in the breath work process we teach you how to breathe in the life force energy and you get that that negative energy gets integrated back into your body because it's not negative anymore because you've listened to it you, you listen to the message it was delivering you found this incorrect thought or emotion or belief deep down in your body that you ne needed to heal and you, you heal that and the energy comes back and then so that's why after a session most people feel like full of life full of energy jumping up off the table because they they got a big chunk of their energy back and then you learn how to keep doing that you know, how to do that all through your life so you're not, you know, um, um, how to avoid stuffing it down in the first place. And if you do, how to get it back, how to use, you know, the, the breath work is like we, I teach you how to do it yourself so you can um, use it whenever you need or use it whenever you want or just use it because it feels great. Um, so the, the, 
Ho'oponopono technique, you're, you're going to be with, um, basically meditating, eyes closed, remember to breathe, and you just keep repeating these, the, the four uh, phrases, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I thank you, I love you. And just kind of say them over and over to yourself, like a mantra, like you're meditating on a mantra. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. And extend, you know, see what you're doing. See what you're doing there. You're, you're, the, the, the four phrases are for the situation that's out there in your outer reality. And they are also for the situation that is in your inner reality, including your body and your, um, the feelings, feelings, physical or emotional. In, in, in breath work, we consider them to be the same thing. They're both your body's kinesthetic response to um, a perception or a belief or, an, or a thought. So um, emotions are feelings. Physical sensations are feelings, just different intensities. And they all give you a clue. They're like the golden key to what, what's going on with me. Where, what am I, what am I doing here? What am I thinking? What am I, what, how am I interacting with life in a way that is suboptimal? So you can use that as like a tool to, to, to show you. And it's not hard to figure out. You just, you just need to try it. You just need to listen. You just need to listen to your feelings instead of trying to ignore them and, and get rid of them. I mean, you know, can you imagine emptying out a state institution for the criminally insane with those four simple phrases, healing all the patients, and not only the patients, healing the staff as well, the doctors, the nurses, the orderlies, the office people, so they eventually began to love to come to work instead of quitting and having a high staff turnover with those four simple phrases. Of course. The thing is, is it's it's not those four simple phrases that did the healing. It was the way he used them, right? And at the risk of repeating myself, um, but you know this is important. This, this is an important point. Healing isn't something done to someone. He wasn't doing something with the Ho'oponopono technique to the patient whose file was in front of him. He wasn't like projecting energy to this patient, you know, um, in, in some way. Because that would be like a very violent thing, like, uh, like forcing on a healing on someone that may not necessarily want it. Maybe on the higher level they want it, but maybe on the lower level they don't think they do. You know, it, it, it's not something that you do to a person. Healing is not something that you do to a person. The healing is of yourself. And, and that reflects again, um, the kahunas also teach that you are creating your own reality, just like, you know, I teach, and just like uh, Course in Miracles and Advaita Vedanta and Christ in when properly understood. So it's about self-healing. It's about using these phrases, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. 
remorse, asking for forgiveness, gratitude, unconditional love. You bring that within yourself so that you are cleaning out anything that is a veil over your essential nature, your true nature, your true self is as a perfect creation of a perfect creator. And then we put lies over that. We tell ourselves lies about ourselves. We listen to the lies other people tell us about ourselves. And we pretend to be something that we are not. We pretend to be separate from everyone else, in competition with, with everyone else, fearful of everyone else, fearful of everything else, fearful of our tiny little body and the vast universe and, and what that means in terms of our vulnerability, when in fact we are invulnerable and infinite, infinitely creative. So you use these phrases in an interior way to heal yourself. So you're not doing something to the other person. You're healing yourself. And that not only does it change your reality, but it also shows the other person that they have the power to change their own reality, that they have the power to go within and clean out all of this garbage. And ultimately, you want to be so clean, so purified within, that your mind becomes the Christ mind or the Buddha mind. Your mind becomes the infinite expanse of unconditional love. And that's a long-term goal, but any step that you take in that direction is going to infinitely up-level your experience in the world and your experience with others. I mean, when people come to me, my main job is getting myself out of the way. Ray Bratcher is an effing idiot. Doesn't I, I, I don't know anything, but I get myself out of the way so that the energy can express itself. And I see when I am with someone, I I know that they're me and I'm them. There's only one of us there. There's two people in the room, but there's only one of us here. And um, so there's no, you know, like, like healing work that I am doing to the other person. I'm not doing something to somebody. Like, you know, I have something they don't have that I'm giving them or pushing on them or forcing on them. I'm simply allowing the space of unconditional love between us to open up for them to have the shift in consciousness that brings about their, their, their healing in whatever particular form they might need it at that moment. And then the great thing about this is once you learn the technique, uh, the forms don't matter. So whatever form a problem arises for you later on in life, you can still use the same technique over and over and over again to 
to heal the form to heal it in whatever form it 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 shows up as. So, but the 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 reason that the phrases are so powerful isn't the phrases themselves; it's how you use them. It's using them, you know, to 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 get yourself back to who you really are to clean out all the garbage, to bring your consciousness back to where it was before it got filled with garbage. And then once your consciousness is back to a state of gratitude and unconditional love, your outer reality will change to match your new inner reality. And your subconscious will begin to learn that you no longer want to manifest a reality where people are attacking you for no reason. You now are manifesting a reality where people are friendly to you and um, expressing unconditional love to you and you are expressing unconditional love towards them. So, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And you don't have to use them in that order. You don't even have to use all four of them. It's not rigid like that. Um, when you're doing this for very at various times in your life for various situations you'll know like mainly i want to just say i'm sorry and thank you or you might just want to say um please forgive me i love you or you might want to do all four or you might want to do all four but stay longer on one of them i mean it, it's what you need what is it that will help you to reach a state of inner inner peace where you're no longer a tornado inside yourself. If you want to manifest a tornado life, things coming at you from every direction out of the blue, hard and fast, making you miserable, let your inner state be, be a tornado. If you want to have a peaceful, loving life, let your inner state be peaceful and loving. And you use this technique. It's a very focus technique, a very powerful technique. It's been used in Hawaii for hundreds of years for achieving that inner state of peace and unconditional unconditional love. Um, so maybe we should try it. Maybe we should try it. Um, if you're, if you can, if you can close your eyes, if you can kind of sit comfortably, just kind of make yourself uh, comfortable and uh, close your eyes. And we'll wait for people to get situated. And with your eyes closed, just take three deep breaths through your nose.
And now you just call, you know, call to mind if you've got, if you personally have some kind of particular thing going on right now in your life that's um, a problem for you, bothering you. It could be um, anything. Um, a coworker, like we were talking about before, a neighbor, a family member. Maybe you're all tense about getting together with the family over the Christmas holidays. You know, waiting for your crazy uncle to start talking about how great Trump is. Maybe you already had some stress over the Thanksgiving holiday. Maybe you're thinking about what's going on in Israel and Gaza right now, and, and that's got you stressed out. Even something, even a world event like that, we are creating. So, um, but nothing abstract, something that's really bothering you right now. And if you don't have anything that's bothering you, if things are going pretty good for you right now, um, you can still use this to up-level yourself from where you are now to a higher level. So, in which case you would just visualize yourself as you are now. And in the process of doing this, you see yourself as maybe um, glowing a little with a golden light frequency and vibration of yourself going up from where you are now to a higher level. That would be, so that's what you would do if, if you're, um, if you don't have a problem. You can use this whether you have a problem or not to make things better, is what I'm saying. So, bring to mind whatever the situation is. And then notice where you feel that in your body, what you feel in your body, how it feels. Is it an emotion? Is it a physical sensation? Is it a contraction? Does it just not feel good? What are you feeling in your body as a result of the situation in your life? You know, it can literally be anything. Even if um, your bank balance is low and you have bills to pay, you can you can say, "I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you." To your bank balance, because you've been angry at it, upset with it for being so low, or to your bills, to the people you're having to pay money to, then you're not happy about that. And so if you're, um, you know, again, so you can just say this um, mentally quite inside your head or you can say it out loud. Either way is fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Speak to your feelings. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Notice how you notice how your feelings are moving to a place of peace. This is a this is a very powerful healing technique of modality approach to life really it's a healing of your reality I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. If you need to stay with it longer, you always can. You can stay with it for as long as you want or as time permits. You can revisit it again. 
And then when you feel at peace, when you feel complete, you take three deep breaths again through the nose. And then you can, if you want, gently open your eyes, allowing your eyes to open, to look at a fresh new world. So this is a powerful healing technique that you can use for any, any, any of life's situations. And uh, if, you, if you'd like to find out more, um, um, Ho'oponopono is spelled H-O apostrophe O-P-O-N-O-P-O-N-O. Ho'oponopono. H-O apostrophe O-P-O-N-O-P-O-N-O. Um, Morna Simonio, who was Dr. Hewlin's um, teacher, her name is spelled M-O-R-R-N-A-H-S-I-M-E-O-N-A. So M-O-R-R-N-A-H, Morna, S-I-M-E-O-N-A, Simino. Um, Dr. Hugh Lin, uh, um, Dr. Ahelakala Hugh Lin. His name is um, uh, I-H-A-L-E-A-K-A-L-A Hugh H-E-W Lin L-E-N So that's Dr. Ahelakala I-H-A-L-E-A-K-A-L-A Hugh, H-E-W, Lin, L-E-N. And he co-wrote a book with Dr. Joe Vitale called Zero Limits, which um, tells the story of this, how this process came to be and how they use it. Um, So, and, and this process, um, as you use it and begin to realize the extent to which you, you can affect your own reality, how reality is not the etched in granite thing that most people think of it as, that it's a lot more fluid um, than we realize. And you begin to realize the um, dreamlike quality of, of reality um, and how we are projecting it out of our consciousness, including projecting ourselves. As you get in your car and drive to work and get cut off by someone and get angry, none of that is real. None of that is actually happening. You are not real. You are a dream character inside of a dream. And so working with techniques that allow you to 
experience firsthand the, the dreamlike nature of reality will begin to make it possible for you to have a shift in consciousness to your real self, your true self, the awakened self, that right now humanity on the mass level is on the verge of shifting to and part of the reason that we are on the verge of shifting to this new consciousness is that it's a it's a existential requirement if we don't we're probably going to cease to exist we'll wipe ourselves out So it's, um, there's a lot of um, collective urge towards this, making this jump, this, this uh, shift in consciousness to a new reality. Because the old ways are not working anymore. The old systems are not working the old way of thinking and being in the world is not working. And we need to try something new. And speaking of something new, Let's, uh, let's turn to our new poetry corner. This is, a, I'm going to read a poem written by Joseph Fasano. The poem is called Words Whispered to a Child Under Siege. No, we are not going to die. The sounds you hear, knocking the windows and chipping the paint from the ceiling, that is a game the world is playing. Our task is to crouch in the dark as long as we can and count the beats of our own hearts. Good, like that. Lay your hand on my heart and I'll lay mine on yours. Which one of us wins is the one who loves the game the most while it lasts. Yes, it is going to last. You can use your ear instead of your hand. Here, on my heart. Why is it beating faster? For you, that's all. I always wanted you to be born, and so did the world. No, those aren't a stranger's bootsteps in the house. Yes, I'm here. We're safe. Remember chess? Remember hide and seek? The song your mother sang? Let's sing that one. She's still with us, yes, but you have to sing without making a sound. She'd like that. No, those aren't bootsteps. Sing, sing louder. Those aren't bootsteps. Let me show you how I cried when you were born. Those aren't bootsteps. Those aren't sirens. Those aren't flames. Close your eyes, like chess, like hide and seek. When the game is done, you get another life. So the old way of thinking is the way that gave us that world 
It's time for a new world. It's time for a change. And um, I think we have a new sponsor for today's show. So um, let's uh, let's hear from them now. announcement. Have you been getting the feeling lately that everything is going to sh**? Don't worry, you're not imagining it. Scientists have coined a new term for the era we're living through. The enchantment. When the enchantment began is unclear. Evidence suggests probably around the time agriculture was adopted. But there is now a clear consensus that it is human-caused and rapidly accelerating. Watching everything go to sh** everywhere at the same time can be overwhelming. That's why we're launching a new service to help keep you up to date. Where's humanity going to sh** now? In today's episode of Where's Humanity Going to sh** Now, we look at Israel and Gaza, where a bunch of angry old with a massive civilians and children as the world watches on. Humanity has clearly gone to here, and that's because one of the symptoms of enchantment is the inability to hold more than one truth in the brain at the same time. In this case, three truths. One, Hamas's attack on civilians in Israel is and a violation of international law. Two, Israel's collective punishment of civilians in Gaza is and a violation of international law. And three, both one and two are happening in the context of an occupation which is and in violation of international law. Failure to hold these three truths at the same time has been linked to uncritical exposure of the brain to bullshit propaganda, of which we in the media are primary disseminators. Bullshit propaganda has of course been the cause of every major war this century, and is thus one of the pillars of the age of enchantment. The good news is, experts regard this case of enchantment as being avoidable. It's demonstrated by all the people calling for an immediate end to the murder of children, and to angry old to stoke conflict and for us to uphold international law everywhere, not just where it suits us. Join us next week for another episode of Where's Humanity Going to Now, where we look at the coming US election. This has been a message from your local government franchise. Good luck. So, you know, it's easy to give in to despair and hopelessness. But maybe there's a better way. Maybe we have the power to change things. Maybe we have the power to change ourselves and change our world. I think we do. I think you do. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you for joining me today on Children of the Sun. Love you all. See you next Friday. You have to let it all go, Neil. Fear, doubt, and disbelief. Free your mind.
lifetimes with the children of the sun, they started to collide.